Okay, the podcast set up downtown. We got motion. What's the idea? People, the conversations open. The Andrews group, the firm. Yeah, we here now. Let's talk about great ideas. Have a sit down. Welcome to the podcast. The idea people. Hello and welcome to the Idea People at Lee Andrews Group. Lee Andrews Group is an award-winning communications firm located in the vibrant heart of downtown Los Angeles. Each and every episode, we hope to feature industry newsmakers, trends, and an assortment of ideas that might get you thinking. Hello, everybody. I'm Rick Garcia. And on this episode today, we're going to talk about an organization known as Fountain House. And Fountain House is a national uh, mental health nonprofit fighting to improve health, increase opportunity, and end social and economic isolation for people impacted by mental illness. Their unique clubhouse model is a community-based program that provides its members with strength-based interventions to socially reintegrate and reclaim their agency with dignity, dramatically improving their quality of life. And here to tell us more about Fountain House are Jason Bowman and Aaron O'Toole de Hoyos. And we want to say uh, thank you both and welcome to the Idea People. Thank you for having us. Thank you. So uh, let, let's before we have so much to talk about regarding this this organization, but we want to begin from the beginning and. Tell us about the background of Fountain House. This is something I'm told that, tell us what it is, what the clubhouse is, and, and it dates back to the 40s. Yes, uh, the clubhouse was founded actually by six former psychiatric patients uh, after they left institutionalization um, in 1948. Uh, they met on the steps of the New York Public Library and with the help of two philanthropists, they formed a bond and community, which is what they sought after institutionalization, that eventually became the basis for Clubhouse, uh, which is the model that Fountain House uses for psychosocial rehabilitation. Uh, inst- being institutionalized back in the 40s, a far cry from what we're seeing in 2023. Is it fair to say Fountain House may have been ahead of its time? I think so. I mean, we're still considered a pioneering organization and we're 75 years old. Um, we grew a lot after deinstitutionalization in the 70s. Our membership really exploded, and uh, Fountain House, um, you know, was was able to replicate its model in New York City, and then uh, we have uh, been able to replicate it in 40 states um, and in, in another th- in another 30 countries. Um, internationally, and one of the reasons we're here is that. Um, it, California is going to be a new site uh, for a Fountain House clubhouse, correct? Correct, yes. We've been in uh, development, talking to people and helping to um, fundraise and talk to stakeholders, community stakeholders, but we're, we're hoping to open a clubhouse in Hollywood in early 2024. And I think you told me, too, that there's, a, there's already an interest in membership and, and uh, the door's not open yet. Right. I'll tell you more about the model, but true okay. to form, we have... Um, started engaging prospective members, training them on what the clubhouse model is, what the standards are, and the standards are like the bill of rights for members in our model. And uh, they're really excited to get started. Um, uh, We are posting for a clubhouse director right now, actually. Um, And, you know, again, we, we hope to get started in early 2024. So let's talk about the model for the clubhouse. What is the clubhouse? The clubhouse, very simply put, is a place where people uh, with serious mental illness can go to find purpose and community. 
And that people, place, and purpose are really the the basis for what uh, the clubhouse model stands for. Uh, we lift up our members. We call our clients members. We lift up their voices so that they are the center of their own recovery. Um, when they join Fountain House as members, and it's totally voluntary, people come uh, to the clubhouse as often as they like. They pick who they want to work with in terms of their social worker or the stat, the social practitioner um, that they want to work with, and they choose the activities of the clubhouse that they want to belong to. But it's that sense of choice and agency that um, is so often denied to people with serious mental illness that they find in the clubhouse that actually creates um, a sense of, of belonging. And uh, our members um, uh, participate, um, you know, very often um, uh, at their own will, but they come, you know, as often as they can. What are some of the activities um, that you'll find if you, when you walk through the door? Sure. So clubhouses look differently around the world, um, but they all are um, based on a set of standards, as I mentioned. Um, but they're usually broken up into units, uh, departments, if you will, of uh, areas that that operationalize the organization. So that could be that could take the form of a culinary unit that makes lunch for the whole community or a horticulture unit that tends to the gardens or beautifies the the building. It could also take the form of a um, communications unit that puts out a weekly newsletter or um, an employment unit that helps people find jobs. Regardless of what units are within a clubhouse, members and staff co-design a clubhouse together. So when we're working with prospective members here in Hollywood, they're actually letting us know what they want in their Hollywood clubhouse, and we're creating that um, with them. Uh, and, you know, our social practitioners can... can um, utilize the the methodology for the clubhouse model in whatever form the units take. So social practitioners and members make lunch together, or like I said, write and edit a, a weekly newsletter together or garden together. It doesn't matter what the units are. It, what matters is the, the relationships that are formed between social practitioners and members that create a, uh, a sense of uh, trust, and that at the same time, though the, the social practitioner can assess what the members' needs are, uh, what their life goals are, and help them achieve those uh, goals throughout their experience at the clubhouse. You're listening to the Idea People at Lee Andrews Group. Um, we are talking to Fountain House's Jason Bowman and Aaron O'Toole de Hoyos. Um, Aaron, tell us about your involvement in this. Um, for every organization that's like Fountain House, uh, there's a huge need for for money and and getting people involved uh, to to make it succeed. Yeah. So when I first got the call, I worked with Fountain House in New York for about five years, um, and this is a deeply personal issue for me. So my father, who um, recently passed, actually uh, this summer, uh, someone who lived with schizophrenia paranoid delusional. Um, and I think that, you know, Fountain House is, it's a simple model really in essence, because it looks at our common humanity. It looks at the fact that people want to be seen and heard and valued and that we all have something to contribute at the end of the day. And so it's revolutionary because when I track sort of my father's experience, so he was born in 1936 he had his first uh, nervous breakdown uh, at 19 in college, which a lot of folks with schizophrenia and bipolar, that's the age group, 
uh, early 20s to the 30s. Um, so when he had his first nervous breakdown, it, it's this environment, and you alluded to it as well, um, you know, about being in the 40s um, and Fountain House being a different type of model. So it's about hiding people with major mental illness. It's about putting them away. It's about um, thinking that there's something wrong with them. Um, my dad's own mother wouldn't visit him in the hospital because she was so deeply ashamed. So that is the context through which Fountain House had its beginnings. Um, and that is why I'm here, um, to raise as much money as I possibly can um, for people in my new hometown of Los Angeles. I've been here 15 years. Um, and, you know, you also see we are in an emergency declared by Mayor Bass um, in terms of our homelessness epidemic. The LA Times reports that 67% of the people on the streets right now um, have substance use disorder and or serious major mental illness. And this is sort of a rallying cry for us to do something in LA for those people. Um, and it starts with seeing their contribution. It starts with understanding that they belong. It starts with really getting that they are part of the fabric of who we are as a city um, and really understanding. And I think COVID really alluded um, a lot to this about our interconnectedness, really understanding that if one of us is struggling, we're all actually struggling. And for us to rise up and to show up and to be there for people on the street living with major mental illness and this model this is why I'm throwing my full weight behind this, because this model I know works. Um, their statistics sort of say that. It's a 21% um, savings in terms of Medicaid costs. They've doubled the figures in terms of education and employment for those living with serious mental illness versus the Fountain House model. Um, usually it's 15% of people are able to steadily hold on to their jobs. At Fountain House, it's more like 32% and on and on and on. So the model works, and I'm super excited that it's coming to my hometown of L.A. It's interesting how much we hear about mental health today. Uh, it's, it's, you know, you can't turn on a newscast or go on a social media and not read or see something about that. Is it that we have... Uh, more people that are experiencing mental illness or are we just paying attention to it finally? Hmm. Yeah, I think it's both. Uh, I think, I think certainly the pandemic exacerbated mental health problems across the board for people internationally. But, um, but I also, I also think, um, the conversation has changed. I think people are looking at all of the intersections, uh, where, mental health, mental illness, um, uh, come into play, you know, whether that's our kids in school, whether that's in, in families, um, or on the streets, um, in communities. And our model really, uh, has, um, proven to have an effect not only on the individuals that we serve, but on, on families and communities, which is why, um, our model is, is, is being sought after, uh, the clubhouse can really affect positive change in any community that it sits within. Who can become a member of uh, the clubhouse? What are the requirements? So traditionally, we work with people who have serious mental illness. Uh, that is usually defined as major depression, bipolar disorder, or schizophrenia, schizoaffective disorder. Um, 
And so the the barrier to entry is fairly low. People get referred usually by their doctors or a public hospital or a social worker or their families. They fill out an application if they'd like to join, and um, and they can be become a member, um, you know, within a week. The is there a, um, an itinerary? Is there a, a, an activities list, or is this something where people can actually show up, uh, walk through the door, and 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 pick something out to do? How does that work? There usually is an orientation, right? And where they they are uh, brought in and, and, and given an orientation on the model, on what units are available for them to work in, and, um, and, and, the, and the social practitioners that work in those units um, are introduced to them. And then, like I said, the, the clubhouse um, really values choice. So the member will choose which unit they think they would like to work in. And it's the model's really based on this whole work order day, right? Meaningful work is really important to uh, the model. We're not doing arts and crafts. Uh, we're actually helping to en- engage the member in the oper- oper- uh, operations of the clubhouse. In fact, we couldn't operate the clubhouse without member involvement. Uh, it, are there age restrictions? We work with people 18 plus. Okay, so adults. Um, there's, a, there's a term that comes up called social practice. What is that? It's really the methodology with how our social workers, who we call social practitioners, uh, engage our members in the work order day. So social practice is um, about, again, giving members choice and then becoming a trust agent for that member. So often people with serious mental illness, not only are they not given choice, but they're not trusted to make good quality decisions for themselves. And so social practice is really the idea that um, people can make their own decisions, be at the center of their own recovery, and that our social practitioners can engage them through that process and become trust agents so that our members start to feel like they can make good decisions. One thing I'll say that the clubhouse model does that traditional uh, clinical treatments, medication and therapy don't do is we mitigate against the negative social symptoms of mental illness, like loneliness and self-esteem. Those are things that uh, are often taken for granted, but they impact a member's overall health. They actually also um, can increase someone's life expectancy. People with SMI have a life expectancy 25 years less than the general population. And a lot of that has to do, yes, with quality of life issues, but some of it has to do with social isolation. Uh, Somebody could get housing, which is a wonderful thing, and have quality health care. But if they're sitting alone in their apartments, socially isolated and lonely, that has a devastating impact on the longevity and health of their overall well-being. I think also, too, especially after years of being told they can't do something because of their diagnosis um, and that they shouldn't try uh, as well. And so I think that, you know, this really meets people where they are, going back to the common humanity kind of um, angle. 
you know, we all need to feel like we belong. Who doesn't thrive in a space of belonging? Who doesn't thrive when they have enough support to be successful? Um, and that's really at the core of the Fountain House model. Like, how do we show up for people so that they have the accommodation that they need, so that they have the support that they need? Because everybody is a contribution. Everybody has a gift to share with the world. This is the Idea People at Lee Andrews Group. Um, we have uh, Fountain House's Jason Bowman and Aaron O'Toole de Hoyos to talk about uh, a new clubhouse that's going to open up in uh, Hollywood uh, sometime in 2024. Uh, which is wonderful news for residents out here. Um, Aaron, what are some of the challenges when you're trying to get folks to write a check or to, <laughs> to make a commitment? What do you find is the most difficult challenge for you? You know, it's actually phenomenal about being out in the world of philanthropy right now um, and raising money for Fountain House. It's pro I've been in this world and in this sector for about 25 years. I'm almost afraid to say it out loud, but this is the easiest it's ever been for me. I think people in Los Angeles really identify, I mean, we see it every day when we walk outside of our apartment buildings or our homes, um, or we see it on the news, that the growing homelessness epidemic um, is something that we all need to take more account for, um, and we all need to be in action around. Um, and so Fountain House is a model and, you know, Fountain House can't do it alone. And so that's the beauty of um, them entering into Hollywood uh, because there's already folks on the ground doing extraordinary work. And the Department of Mental Health's H2O kind of ecosystem that they're building out so people have clinical care, people have access to employment services, people have access to urgent care, people have access to holistic health care, people have um, access, obviously, to the clubhouse as part of that is hugely important. And there's such a need that people get it, um, the folks that I'm talking to, and they, they want to try it. They want to see a new model come in. Um, and really meet people where they are and have a profound impact on not only their lives, but their families' lives. And not only their families' lives, but the entire community of Hollywood and beyond. Um, that if we are effective in Hollywood, we want to network clubhouses and have a clubhouse in every spa, ideally, um, throughout Los Angeles County. And then eventually throughout the state of California. And that's what this looks like. Jason, is there a time limit? Does, do folks time out uh, in their membership? Um, and, and in the really as part of the, the same question, um, what do you, how do you define success? Sure. No, they do not time out. Members can stay members for as long as they'd like. Um, there's no membership fee. Um, however, members are are each on their own individual trajectories. So like I was mentioning, the social practitioner assessing a member's life goals. If their goal is to get uh, gainfully employed, then we help them get a transitional job placement or a su supported job placement that helps them re-enter back into the community. And um, I've seen members uh, go on to get fully full-time independent jobs um, and then partake in the clubhouse on evening and weekends, for instance. It's important to note that we're not just a nine-to-five program. Uh, we, we intend to um, be open on 
some parts of the weekends, some parts of the evenings, um, so that members, um, you know, can come and and participate in the clubhouse based on their own individual schedules. Um, we also, you know, we are a community that. Um, celebrates holidays on holidays. I mean, I can't tell you, I've worked for Fountain House for over 22 years. And for the first 20, I didn't spend a Thanksgiving with my own family because we celebrate Thanksgiving at the clubhouse and we do it up. Uh, We have, um, I mean, it's like a 10 course meal that it's tradition that the social practitioners serve the members and there's musicians and there's art and it's a beautiful. This, do you have the same uh, ugly political arguments too? With the- <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> that, like the rest, that the rest of us of do. We like to limit those. We like yeah, that. we're, 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 we're a big family. Um, but it, you know, that will be replicated here in Hollywood. Um, you know, when a member meets their goals, it could be getting a job. It could be just their birthday. We celebrate it as a community. It's important to that that the community celebrate um, when someone achieves something uh, big. Um, again, not something that's often done for people living with mental illness. Um, we say at Fountain House, we say community is therapy or community as therapy. And um, I've seen it. So I worked in the building on 47th Street for about five years. And you see people transform. You see them come out of their shell. You see the closed up human being that's feeling horrible about themselves or isolated or like they're alone in the world really start to flourish and really start to open. And the same thing happened with my father um, as well. There's no fountain house sort of in upstate New York. Um, And so the community that he found was actually the AA community, Alcoholics Anonymous. So that's often the story as well. People, especially old timers living with major mental illness, they tried to balance themselves out with drugs and alcohol, right? That's when they felt normal. That's when they felt the most normal or the most socially accepted um, around alcohol. Um, And he found the AA community that wrapped their arms around him and he became his full self in that community. And not only did he become his full self, he was a gift to that community. Um, And that is what I mean by everybody has a gift and everybody has strengths and everybody has a contribution in this world. He recently passed away and uh, last August and uh, there were no parking spaces left for people to honor him. And I can't tell you how many people showed up and shook my hand and said, your dad saved my life. So that is what I'm talking about. People with major mental illness have something to share with the world and it is deeply profound and Fountain House and programs like Fountain House and this community, they provide space for people to understand the truth of who they are, not what society tells them who they are, the truth of who they are, the gifts of who they are, and they can be fully self-expressed in a safe environment and start to really contribute those gifts. Jason, I don't know if you can top that, but I'm going to give you the last word. If, if, if For anybody who may be listening to this uh, podcast episode, whether it's a family member of somebody experiencing mental illness or they themselves are experiencing it, what would you say to them about the, the Fountain House and the Clubhouse? Well, I want to reiterate something that Aaron said, which is that um, you know Fountain House strongly believes that community is a therapeutic intervention. One member actually described it as... Um, the, the missing leg of a three-legged stool. They had housing and health care, those two legs, but they didn't have community. And when they found the clubhouse, 
they found that the community was that third missing leg of the stool that provided the stability that they needed to move forward with their lives. I'll also say that um, it's amazing where a clubhouse is located. The people that surround that clubhouse community, the businesses, the people that live around that clubhouse will start to um, be attracted to what we have to offer because they see such a dynamic group of people that are that are uh, contributing to the community that that they live and work in. And so we will get people that want to um, offer our members jobs or or offer our members support in some way. And so that's that's a beautiful thing to see um, a community coming around a clubhouse because it's it's uh, it's a natural progression. Well, listen, thank you both for taking the time to speak uh, with us about Fountain House and their efforts in supporting uh, individuals on their mental health journey. Uh, Fountain House Hollywood is now accepting club members. It will open its doors uh, to its first Los Angeles-based clubhouse. Uh, is it safe to say early 2024? Okay. Let's say it. Let's say it. We're <laughs> saying it. And you can follow Fountain House on Facebook at Fountain House. Uh, on both X and Instagram and LinkedIn for more information. I think I, I think that's where everybody can find you, right? Right. So thank you both again for coming. Wonderful. Really thank you. you. Thank you for the opportunity. And for more information about us, the Idea People, and Lee Andrews Group, you can check us out at leeandrewsgroup.com. Get the idea, people. You Glad you pulled up. How you doing? Nice to meet Let's you. Let's go in.